We're all about strengthening women's personal lives. Welcome to Elevate Women with Aisha Skygates. Hello. Hi, everyone. I'm Aisha, and I am sitting here with my lovely friend, Nilma Pyfram. She became a certified life coach a couple of years ago. She specializes in anxiety, depression, sexuality, and spirituality. Nilma supports women by helping them build a vision for what they want to achieve and by walking alongside her clients while they strive toward their goals. I love that piece. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, you know, we have tons we could talk about. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) Yes, we do. I would really like for you to zoom in and tell us about your new program. I saw that it's called Anxiety Reimagined. Yes. So Anxiety Reimagined came as a brainchild of something I was putting together for my last class for my life coaching certification. What the program strives to do is to see anxiety, not from that adversarial relationship, not that struggle or that inner war or that inner turmoil, but rather understanding it from its origin. So it was there scientifically for us. We wouldn't be here truthfully as a species without anxiety. Somewhere along the way, that kind of run amok. And so now it's a matter of understanding it. We go through in the course, the triggers, the bodily manifestations, and then we work together doing techniques for mitigation in terms of visualization, personification, meditation. We also delve into self-care and gratitude. Usually my clients come up with some goals that every week we work towards a little bit of those goals as well. And I check in with them. Accountability is huge in our profession, as you know. And that is one thing I strive with my clients. I see a lot of teenagers and women and men, but the majority at this point are younger our adolescents are really struggling with anxiety in such a way, and it's very difficult for them to speak. So I always make sure in my office, we have an open, sacred relationship to be able to voice, and they know they can reach me at any time and at any given point. That's a huge gift. And anxiety isn't something that families commonly talk about. No, but the interesting part is it runs in the families. You know, as a child, you see your mom racing around, hustling here, hustling there. It's always the worst case scenario. Well, as a child, that modeling gets ingrained in you. Mm -hmm. So immediately you go to worst case scenario or the fears and the worries that come up alongside it. What I want to do is use my anxiety reimagined program and do it more as a familial event. So having maybe a mother and a son or a mother and daughter or father and, and child come in and be able to teach them how to support each other. Mm-hmm. So give us an example. What are your clients saying as you attempt to reframe and, and talk about anxiety in terms of family? A lot of what happens in the very beginning, one of the exercises I have them do is to write a letter to anxiety. Yeah. I tell them, let loose, get it all out of yourself, get it all off your conscience, whatever be as upset about the language as you need to just get it out. And they always say it was kind of weird at first, but after the first sentence, it came pouring out. Mm -hmm. And they just felt such a relief because a lot of times anxiety is like a 
it's a road to be avoided. It's a street you don't go down to at night. You just kind of move along. Well, I'm asking them to go down that street. I'm telling them, yeah, there's not going to be a stoplight. There's no stop sign. Just walk down the street and feel it all. Mm-hmm. And in that way, that it starts to open up for a lot of ways, a different neural pathway, one that's kind of been covered by brush and it's a different, you know, you are, you're leaning into discomfort mm-hmm. at this point. And so family-wise, I make sure I also keep in touch with the parents and they'll tell me things like, oh yeah, she actually wasn't going to do this last week, but this week she did it. I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. And I said, no, just leave it be. Sometimes it's a little weird to have a relationship with the parent and the child, but I stay true to them both and as much as I can. <laughs> That's really great. Now, this makes me mindful of some of Elevate Women's philosophy that has to do with female enculturation. Mm-hmm. Can you relate to female enculturation and females and anxiety? Yes. I think when you are, I'll take it from my own mom. My mom is probably the most anxious person I know. You know, when we came from South America, she was a career woman, but she also had to hold true to certain family values. So here she is making sure she's working her nine to five, but then making sure that she has dinner on the table. She's expected to be this paragon of woman that has this superpower and this cape. I can't actually say a point where I can say I saw her sit down and relax and care for herself. And so that's something that's been really, really difficult for me to come to terms with because I didn't want that for my daughters. Mm-hmm. I didn't want that for myself. And we've talked about it at length and she's getting a little bit better. You know, she's stubborn as all get out. So that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, she was always a type and, you know, it was just a very, very strange environment for her because here she was earning, she was the breadwinner of the family in a lot of ways but still expected she would still acquiesce a lot of times to my father's opinion on subjects. Even now they're divorced, but she does it with my stepdad. They're all of that same generation. And whereas my husband would probably attest that I'm a little bit more um, antagonistic. (laughs) I like to play devil's advocate. And, you know, if we have major family decisions to make, my opinion probably won't be that of his. Uh And so it becomes a richer marriage in the sense of being able to bring that level of communication to it. I call it stepping up on both sides. There you go. Right. Partners step up towards each other. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And uh, if they are partners, each of them really appreciates that from the other one. Agreed. (laughs) So I can hear in that anecdote about your mom, you scarcely ever or maybe never saw what we call self-care. I mean, in the broadest Mm -hmm. sense, right? Yes. The primary concern or making it a priority so that there's actually more of mom. Yes. Yeah. I can yeah. say the same with my mother. <laughs> Was she like that too? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You got to do it all because if she doesn't do it, it's not going to get done. That was my mother too. Right. Yeah. I think as I learn more about self-care, just being as a life coach, I think when I think about boundaries, mm-hmm. I don't ever recall my mom having boundaries. She always made time for me, made time for my dad, made time for the house, the work, the everything. Because she was so, but she was stretched so thin. And when you put yourself in a situation like that, that's like a play date for anxiety. Just to be able to say, all right, well, you know what? She's not going to take care of herself. So there's going to be some more worries on her plate. Yes. And I call that having less of her. Yes. Standing right next to you. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Of my mother, even though she's right there in the room. Yeah. You can't pour from an empty cup. You simply yeah. cannot. That's right. So in the broadest sense, self-care refers to replenishing, replenishing that well, put some back in. Yes. yes. And I also think it is that deeper connection with self. Yes. You know, as we change and we grow, we evolve. Well, our self-care has to evolve. My self-care routine now was certainly not my self-care routine in my 20s. Hmm. You know, it was a very different world back then. Mm-hmm. Just for my responsibilities, my duties, what I even liked or enjoyed doing. And so it's a very different thing now, but it's also a priority. And carving out that space for yourself, it's mm-hmm. an honor to do so and say, you know what, I'm honoring you right now because you do so much for everyone else. That's right. We are divine and we are highly valuable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So perhaps you'd like to reflect on the Elevate Women mantra, which is I have the right to my own personal happiness. Yes. I love that. First of all, powerful, succinct, but there's so much to be carved out from that. And I think all too often, we look to happiness to come externally. It's to come from a fancy car, the big house, the kids getting into Harvard, all these things that we hold to be measures of success. But the reality is, if you're happy within, it will never change. You can have everything you think you've ever wanted. And when you find that happiness within, no one can take that from you. Mm -hmm. Like you finally staked your claim to yourself, your time, your abilities, and just you overall. I think it's so often, you know, if someone says, well, well, who are you? Oh, I'm a mom. I'm a daughter. I am a life coach. I am a wife. I am. No, that's not who I am. I'm Neilma. I fulfill those roles, but the two get so conflated Mm -hmm. that that just becomes my defining purpose is the roles I fill. And that's not the case at all. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. I work primarily with professional women and Mm -hmm. largely their markers for measuring success are external. Yes. Right. What the society judges is important. What the society says is valuable. Mm -hmm. Where am I in all that? (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's easier to do the external work than to do the internal work. Yeah. We all have our inner child. We all have our dark corners, but that self-care too is going into those dark corners because a lot of times that's where things like anxiety and depression lie. Yes. And once you can appreciate yourself and feel empowered enough to go into those corners mm-hmm. and you start to unearth those things, it's a whole different lens through which you're looking after that point. Can you give us some specifics about your program again? One, of course, tell us how to find you. Sure. So I am on the internet, shocker. (laughs) My website is livinglotuslifecoaching.com. And my email is neilma, it's N as in Nancy, E-E-L-M as in Mary, A, at livinglotuslifecoaching.com. And phone number wise, it is 843 Four seven one zero three nine five. The program is you'll get your own workbook because I want you to make sure that you can see your progress. And I think that's just, just a good testament to have that. You will get homework every week. As I say to my clients, the more you put into it is the more you'll get out of it. 
if you're willing to come in here and lay it all out and do the work, you will be rewarded by what you come out with. And it's typically an eight-week program, depending on how it goes. Mm -hmm. Okay. In a single day, I might be the very harried woman and got already got a lot on me. Should I not think about your program? Is there a way for me to think of it as doable? Yes. Yes. I work with clients over Zoom. I work with them in person. Typically, my team clients, I do like to see in person because I think they're so used to being behind a screen. There's a lot of anonymity there, but I want them to be true and authentic. So I ask them to come in. But yes, I'm very accessible. However, across the country, across the world, by all means. And my schedule is very flexible. And I will always make my time for my clients. And I do our check-ins however we conceive they need to be done. If they need a daily check-in, they will get a daily check-in just to see if things are going well. And if something should so happen that they just need a quick phone call, I am dedicated 100% to their, their work. If they're willing to do the work, I am too. Sounds wonderful. Sounds really rich. So I do encourage everyone hearing this to find Nilma at her website. And I'll put her information in the show notes. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for having a conversation. You as well. Hey, Nilma. Thank you. I hope that you have enjoyed this Elevate Women episode. You can learn more about my guest and discover how to contact her by referring to my show notes. Please let us hear from you. Write comments wherever you listen to podcasts. If you do, you will be helping others to find Elevate Women. To learn more about Elevate Women Collaborative, about our personal development trainings, coaching, and our events, and how you can get involved, visit our website, elevatingwomen.org. That's elevatingwomen.org dot o-r-g. Thanks for listening today. Subscribe to Elevate Women Podcasts so that you won't miss a single episode. Subscribe and keep listening to Elevate Women with Aisha Skygates.